Welcome to Build Three Bullies with Antonio Anderson. I'm your host. Today we got Donald Mack, former teammate of mine, former Memphis Tiger great as well. Hope you enjoy the show. Oh, no, 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 no problem. I'm glad you could jump on. I know everything's hectic. I know you got things going on up there. Uh, just to get going on you, man, just wanted to get your insight, man, on, on the program, uh, the State of Memphis Tiger program right now. And, you know, feel free to speak on just, you know, how you feel a little bit, things of that nature, and uh, from what you see from the outside looking in. Um, just from the outside looking in, we're young. Um, we just need to get that experience. And, uh, you know, me and you both know in, uh, in NCAA, you get better with each game, you know, each year. You progress. So I think once uh, they get more tougher games up under their belt, they'll start to get better. So I feel like, you know, they're, they're a growing team right now. They're learning. Yeah, man, so far, you're crazy. So far, like, you know, we, I, we're all in group chat, all of us, former players, all of us, we're all really good friends still. And, you know, we have those discussions all the time. And you know, some of the things that we see, uh, for me personally, um, I think, you know, Penny, he's got the program back on the upswing a bit um, as far as, you know, bringing us, some, bringing us some incredible talent. And now putting it together has been the hardest part for them, him himself, his staff, and the others. You know, from what you see when you watch these kids play, Last year and this year, what's not clicking for them? And I mean, it's, it's hard to say, you know. To me, uh, a lot of them, I feel like they don't, they don't buy in. I mean, when you don't buy in, it shows on the court, especially uh, when you don't buy into chemistry. Um, when you don't uh, buy into what the coaches are saying, being you know, being out there and being coachable, and just you know, leaving it all on the floor. You know, when we was out there, we didn't. Uh, we didn't care uh, about the, uh, on the backyard jersey. We always played for it in Memphis, you know. So, you know, that's night in, night out, you know, with uh, diving on the floor, taking the charge. We don't care. We didn't care who was leading the score, you know. So I just feel like we got to get back to, you know, just playing, you know, buying in and playing team basketball. Yeah, man, as far as, far as the coaches, man, like, what, what, you know, what does it take for some coach to get through to some players? Uh-uh, you know, just, you'll say you know, I don't, I mean, I, I would I love the staff they have. You know, me and you, we would we would love playing for the staff. So uh I mean me, I think uh from from a coaching aspect, they just gotta continue to try to get the top recruits, uh breaking down film and then just being hands on with these players, you know. So you I know, think when, that, I'm, when I'm watching, man, I, I I feel like everyone is trying to just get to the league. Um, you know, right. that's, that's their biggest thing, man. It's not like they're not playing to they say they want to win a national championship. That's what they're not playing for that. You know what I mean? It, you know, you, you, we play with D Rose, we play with Tyreek, and we play with these guys who are in the league. And everyone was always about just winning. No one really cared about stats. No one cared about uh, any anything of that nature. So I think it was just the most important thing for them is kind of putting it all together and trying to focus on winning. Um, you know, like, like I said earlier, man, I think I read some online today, you know, like the, they're changing the offense again, you know, like it's like seven, eight games in, and now you're, you're running your – it's the fourth time to change an offense. As a former player, I'll be frustrated because how the hell am I going to learn another offense when we just right. played four days ago? So it's it just kind of getting thrown all off, man. And, you know, like they say they want to win, but just watch. And it's like how do you – as a player, not the coaches, how, as a player, how do you want to win when Harper touches just shoots it? It's never no, like – Nothing really game, none's, none's fluid in that offense. So, like, like, like we talk about all the time, is it the players? You know, is it, you know, is it coaching? Is it, you know, like, how do you, how do they mesh that? How do they get it? How do they get it together and get on that same page? 
man. Um, and just from, you know, you know, me and your experience, you know, it, the way we got better was off the court. We were going to work hard in practice. We knew that. But our chemistry and our bond and us, you know, buying in, you know, and us getting better came off the court. We hot, we, we, we hung out a lot off the court, you know, all together, you know, eight, 10 deep, you know, go to the club, you know, we go, go out to eat right after practice. You know, we're talking about two a days, you know, we're talking about class together and study hall. So I feel like uh, a lot of it, you know, got to deal with off the court. I'm pretty sure they don't hang all, you know, all hang each other with each other. You know how it is in college, you know, you got them standoffs guys. You probably got guys that, you know, right, you know, that's just like, all right, right after practice, I'm going to do my thing, you know. So to me, um, I just think they got to, you know, get, they just got to prepare themselves better off the court and just, you know, become one, man. What is, what is this? Everybody got to be saying, hey. You know, they, they play South Florida tomorrow. What are some of the things you're looking to watch? What are the things you look for, like, when you watch Memphis play now? Like, what is your expectation for the team this year? Like, what, what do you see? Like, like, what do you visualize happening with this team? Um, Like I said, that they're young. So, you know, I, I see them, like, when it's – when they're going against, like, for example, that uh, what was it, Western Kentucky? When you go against those smaller programs who buy into, you know, team basketball and they, you know, not just you know that one on one, they're gonna it's gonna give them trouble, you know. But if they go against, you know, uh, an athletic team, they're gonna stay right there in the game, with them, you know. But when you run up on that program, you, you know what I'm talking about? That just, you know, from coaching staff to managers, it's all on one page. It's scary. It gets scary real quick. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree, man. I think I know. I know we got some ways to go. You know, I, I watching the other day, and you know, just from the outside looking in, I don't know their play calls, but you know, seems like Penny gives them a lot of freedom. You know, offensively. Um, you know, and like you, you just mentioned a lot of people say, you know, the young, you know, the young. Right now, you know, if you're a sophomore, you ain't young no more. If you're a freshman, you got minutes and you played in some big games. You're not, you're not young no more. So, I think it's more of egos. Me personally, I feel like. I don't know a lot of them, um, but I feel like they're not playing for one another. They're not playing to 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 be successful. You know, they've seen two of their homeboys just go go get drafted the first round, and you know, it's wishful thinking for everybody. You know, who doesn't play? And like, oh man, I wish I would, I'm drafted. Like you know, we all been there, but seeing them how they play, it's like there's no gelling. And you know, it goes from my senior year. I think you guys were juniors when. We, we start off a little slow. We start off like two and two, and then ran off 20-some games in a row because, you know, we all played games. We had leadership. We just had a – we all were adjusting to new roles, and that's kind of what they remind me of just without putting it together um, as, as early as we did. Um, but for you, you know I mean? You came in with us, and you played three years for Coach Cal. What, what was that like for you playing for Coach Cal those three years? Oh, it was fun, man. You know um... – you know, you go back and you, you look at the time, you know, and you know the things that we did within that three-year span. You know, it won't it won't be done again in the conference in Conference USA. So, um, just to be a part of you know history and a part of that whole program, you know, throughout the years when you know it was really you know Tiger basketball was, was at its highest at, at its peak. You know, it was bigger than the Grizzly. You know, pre-social media. You know, so just to be a part of you know just that whole era and you know just for my name to be brought up, you know, on the team and to be around you guys, man, it's, it's it's you know it's it's a gift, it's a blessing, man. So what what was the biggest difference for you? You go from playing for Coach Kyle for three years. Now Coach leaves, and you know I graduated. I'm, I wave my hands, and but you know Coach Patterson, who's my guy to this day, takes over the reins. You know Coach 
Pasino was actually on his way to Kentucky in his car when R.C. RC Johnson called him, telling him he got the Memphis job and well, offered him the Memphis job. What was that like? How was that transition year for you as a player who just had a significant role for three years, now stepping into a different role with a new head coach who has to find his way? Um, it was um, it was hard in the beginning, you know, uh, just because um, with Calipari, you know, we had so much freedom, you know, off the court. And then, you know, here comes, you know, your, you know, Pasner, who was, you know, the year before, you know, basically, you know, uh, assistant, you know, the, the last assistant coach basically chopping uh, free throws for us, becoming our head coach. It was, you know, it was hard, you know, just adjusting to the way he goes about things, his logic, you know, being in that senior role, you know, being in a senior role, a bigger role and more scrutiny on you, you know, you want to be standoffy, but you can't, you know, so it's, it's um, it was hard adjusting, you know, especially um, with, um, you know, Minus scholarships, you know, going into that a year sanction and all that. So it was, man, it, it was tough, man, you know. And I had to play the four that year. You know about playing the four in NCAA. So, yeah, man, yeah. And I'm smaller. <laughs> I'm chicken wing. I'm smaller than you. <laughs> so, how, man, how, it was, it was what was you guys' expectation? You know, uh, like you guys had a group of guys who played some, you know, um, I think with, with Tag not returning when he had the opportunity to return. Uh, kind of put a dent a little bit because that would have been an effective score on, on the low post for you guys. I think you guys brought in like Mo Coleman and those guys that year, if I'm not wrong, right? Elliot, Elliot came in that year. Elliot, yep, Elliot and, and Will. Elliot also, you know, was a drive pick as well. Right. Kid from Duke, you know, could play, athletic, and shoot it. So you guys had some pieces. Like, what was it that could have could have meshed? Was it similar um, to what we see now in Memphis? How was that? Um, some of the players, that team, that team wasn't built. Like, like our teams, um, as far as toughness, uh, mental toughness, you know, going in, you're talking about going in away games, it's a crazy atmosphere, you know, and trying, you know, going and trying to come out with a victory, you know. So I feel like the mental toughness on that team, you know, it just wasn't there, you know. And, you know, just, just because it came down, you know, for me, from the coaching staff to the players, you know. So, you know, I'm used to Calipari yelling, motherfucker, you know, oh, boom, boom, boom. Then you go into the past and, you know, this, this guy like, hey, don't cuss. Don't, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, so it was it was, it was was a big change, man. But it, it at, at the same time, it prepared me for life. He prepared me for life. I, I, can, I, I can honestly say if I would have stayed with Calipari, if Calipari was there my senior year, I wouldn't have graduated just because I was behind in my classes. So I can't say, you know, pass and prepare me for life after basketball. You know, I think Coach Pass is my guy, man. I think two totally different styles. Like I said, Coach Cal, super aggressive. You motherfucker, you. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you got Coach P, who's, hey, calm down, man. Like, you know, um, conversation, you know, very mellow, man. Like, I, I didn't get to experience because, you know, like I said, I graduated that year. But I know it had to be tough, man, just transitioning from that – as a Memphis Tiger, we both graduated from the same university, man. Like, now you see passion to lead, and here comes Tubby Smith. Passion to go, here comes Tubby Smith. What were those like watching? If you, for me, it was miserable. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I love Memphis. Don't get me wrong, but I just was not a fan of how he conducted things with the program. You know, he was he's always, always going to be a Hall of Fame type coach as a legend. I just think that was – I didn't think that was the right fit for him with those, with that city and just with his, you know, thing, his demeanor and things like that. How about yourself? You was asked to say it again? Say, say, say the question? 
no, I'm saying how like what was your take on the whole Tubby Smith ever? Like how was that for you? Um, I was I was very disconnected. You know, like you said, you know, I didn't it didn't, it didn't fit. You know, it, alumni wasn't around. You know, it was kind of you know like you said his, his style of coaching is you know it, it it didn't fit the type of players he had. So and I just feel like in that era they didn't buy into Tubby at all. He showed on the court, you know, he's talking about, you know, some bad losses, you know, it's, you know, just as far as, you know, underachieving, you know, especially with the teams they had. So that's why I just, I just feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of underachievements going on, you know, during that era. I think, man, I think, I think the whole program, as like I said earlier, the program as a whole is like on the upswing. I'm just waiting for that one game where it's like, you know, okay, it's starting to look like they're getting it, you know, they're starting to, to put it together, um, because you know you watch every game, is some you, you see something different every single game. You know what I mean? Like that, I had to be kind of kind of frustrated, man. Like you know, back to when your your excuse me, your sophomore junior year, it's like what what was that like playing with a Derrick Rose and a Tyree Gavins? Like what was the difference that you seen in both of those guys when we when you played with them? Um. You mean the, the difference between D Rose and uh, Tyreek? Yeah. Um, man, both of were tremendous players. Uh, play with um, both fun to play with as well. Um, difference, uh, I would say, difference is just style of play. You know, Tyreek was a you know a finisher. You know, attack big body, attack big guard. You know, he, he's going he's going to get to the bucket. And D Rose is just flat out. You know, there. You know, that's cool. So you know, uh, both of them just uh, brought a different style of play to the game, and you knew and you seen it right off the gate. When they got, you know, into practice or in those moments, you know, they didn't they didn't shy away from it. Well, you know what I mean. I, I think I think having having guys of those caliber and when they when they come in with a group of guys who only care about winning it, I think that makes it makes it a lot easier. Uh, if, if you can you can say and pick in your time at Memphis when you watch when you watch someone play. On on our team, who would you say like, wow, like, damn, this dude is good. Holy shit, like, I didn't think this motherfucker was this good, but goddamn, he's really good. Like this. Well, on our team, yeah. Uh, Joey, man, Joey was awesome. Ah, just some of the stuff you know he would do, you know, just in practice in the game, man. You, you know, it, he was just a tremendous talent, man, to be around. You know, just as far you know, physique, how big he is, how you know, how physical he was, you know. Just rim protector, just you know, out of nowhere, you know, block shots, you know, dunks, you know. So, I would say uh, Joey used to shock me a lot. Joey, Joey's definitely one of the funniest too. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. He's that. He was that for sure. I think him and Big City might have had the crown with that one, man. I, I think. Yeah. I, I I think the funniest for me funniest thing that ever occurred in my four years at, at the University of Memphis. We're all, we're all in my apartment, uh, the, we're all in a townhouse with myself, Willie, Tag, Chance, and Chris. And uh, all you guys come over from from the big house, and we we over there, we like, yeah. You know, we hanging out, and it's pouring raining outside. And I remember someone's like, hey, everyone give it $5, and let's see if, if Big City uh, will run around the apartment complex ass naked in the rain. Man, I tell you, this dude took his clothes off so fast and ran out. He had them big, big ass Jordans on, like size 18 Jordan, and he is sprinting around the cop in the complex in the 
pouring rain. That was that was classic. Man. Butt naked classic. for for fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, we had some funny teammates, man. Tell you on the daily, it was comedy, day and night in, night out, man. Between Clyde, CDR, all all them, that it was it was it was funny, man. That that for me was by far the 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 funniest the funniest uh, thing I, I witnessed, man, in my in my time at Memphis, man. Like, and then Willie comes right behind him. Willie comes right behind him. Willie, you know, Willie, Willie runs around naked, but he has his gold boots on and like in a cowboy hat. Like, and right. I'm like, man, we got some crazy dudes out here, man. I don't know what's up with these dudes. I'm not running the rain with no clothes on for nobody, man. Right, right, man. Funny. Hey, but D-Mac, man, I appreciate your time, man. Um, you know what I mean? I, I know we all, everyone got a lot going on, but I appreciate you taking the time out to grab with me on, on the podcast, man. It means a lot. When we get everything up, we'll be tagging you for sure. I appreciate you, man. Like I said, I'm proud of you and everything you're doing, man. Uh, keep up, man. Keep up the good work. Keep up, you know, getting this youth better, you know. They need us, man. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Hi, my boy.